My name is Marcel Hansen, and you're listening to Small Habits, Big Changes. Let's dive in. As we enter the new year, this is a time where a lot of people do choose to reflect on what's working in their life and what's not. Reassess, maybe set some goals, resolutions, if you will, and try and focus more on living their best life. A lot of what we talk about here on small habits, big changes, have to do with what I call my stable table, focused on four pretty much physical components, hydration, exercise, or daily movement, nutritious meals, and quality sleep. What we haven't gotten into a ton is the emotional and mental fitness component that goes along with my stable table. Oftentimes, if you're not taking care of yourself on a daily basis, you're not hydrating, eating well, moving, and sleeping well, you can't maintain a level of mental or emotional fitness anyway. So we don't get into it too early because it's a little bit like putting the cart ahead of the horse. But you've had 43 episodes now where we've talked about different ways of starting healthy habits and getting a foundation built under your feet of those four pillars of physical wellness. Today, we're going to talk about emotional and mental fitness and how and the necessity of letting I think we've all heard like parables or some sort of story with the moral of benefits of letting go. Someone's on a cliff, a tire swing or a rope swing rather, and they can swing out and let go and drop into a refreshing lake, pond, what have you. There's always that one person that says, yeah, I'll do it. And they get a hold of that rope and they swing out and they don't let go. They come right back. Maybe they, I've seen them smack into a tree, but hopefully they just come back with less momentum and then they get another go. Sometimes they don't. That's it. You have to wait for the rope to stop and either drop down or finagle your way back to the cliff. But there is only one way if that's the method of getting to that refreshing pond, and that is letting go of the rope. And I like to think of it as, I was told this story probably in the early 90s, I can't remember who said it, but imagine we're on a trail. If you imagine your favorite hike or your favorite trail, and if you're not outdoorsy type, maybe just any area where you walk, whether it's to the grocery store, to drop off your kids at school, basically even just getting up in the morning. Each and every one of us has an invisible backpack on our back at all times, whether we're sleeping, whether we are doing our chores around the house, whether we're hopping in the car to head to the store or to run an errand or to go to work or to go visit a friend. If we're going out to lunch, we're going to the movies. We always have this invisible backpack, always in the shower, in the bath, at the sauna, when we go swimming, when we're hiking the trail, doesn't matter. It's always there. Your invisible backpack's always there. Now, for some, that backpack is extremely heavy. It's full of weight. It's full of weight, mental weight, bogging them down, rocks, 
bricks, lead weight. Now, a lot of us have gotten a really strong back over the years from carrying around this invisible backpack full of weight, and we continue to put more weight in it. The problem comes in when it's not enough to eat well and sleep well and hydrate and move our bodies each and every day. We're still carrying this backpack. So if we take a moment today to sit down and inventory what's in that backpack is designed to carry weight. That's it. The weight of regret, the weight of jealousy, the weight of bitterness, the weight of judgment, the weight of negativity. That's all that it holds. The beauty in that is that we can control what goes in there. And actually we can work to empty that backpack as well. I highly encourage if you haven't got a good handle on your stable table to focus on those four very concrete things. First, before tackling the mental and emotional fitness side, it will serve you greatly to already have a good sleep regimen to already be eating well, to staying hydrated and moving because the work that it takes to inventory the backpack and to work through some of those stones and bricks and lead weights we've been holding on to, some of it requires stamina and some of it requires multiple investigations. You might pull out a brick and take a look at it and remember what it was representing what it represents, maybe the weight of, I, I can't think of too much at this point, maybe the weight of betrayal or the weight of not forgiving someone from years past. Maybe we're not ready to let that go. And if you're not, and you don't do the work to let it go, then it automatically goes back into the backpack. You can sometimes make it a little lighter by doing some work, but it's going to hang out there until you resolve it hundred percent. Now the issue with holding on to things from the past, hence the push to let go, is that you're accumulating more as time goes on. If you're taking things in from the environment, you're having issues like maybe you're road raging or you're just holding bitterness or judgment against someone or a group of someone's, whether it be politically affiliated or religiously affiliated or any other classification, you're adding to that backpack. So if indeed you'd like to gain some traction to get real momentum on the emotional and mental fitness side of things, you have to start to let go of things as the days go on. So not just work on what we have accumulated in the past, but work on not accumulating more in the future. And that really requires a practice. Yes, you can dive into what you have in the backpack now and do some real soul searching and maybe you can journal it out. You can write forgiveness letters. You can just do stream of consciousness until your hand cramps. You can do a lot of different things that will help you work through some of that weight. You can do somatic exercises. Lots of times you can do make progress through meditation. That's a good practice to let go, to release, to lay down on the floor, to sit in your posture and do a meditation 
hold a meditative state, allowing things to wash over you to let, imagine you are the sky. You're the blue sky that is all encompassing your world. As the clouds go by, you don't need to cling to them. They'll serve their purpose. They'll release precipitation or they won't. They'll keep moving and you will still be there. The cloud sky above. So learning to let things pass, learning to not dwell in the past. These are really important skills that you need to undertake and to practice on a regular basis. Whether you're in relationship, whether this is a, at home or at work or out in the public in general, it's a great practice of letting. There's a lot of freedom that comes on the other side of dropping that rope of letting it go, you get to experience the joy and a little bit maybe of the excitement of the fall. And then you get that splash and you get the cool, refreshing water on a hot summer's day. You can't experience that if you don't let go of the rope and you cannot experience levity and peacefulness and alignment with the universe and all that is, if you don't let go of and remove this weight that you're carrying around. I think sometimes we look at, or at least I do, look at how you can give two people with similar desires, a protocol or a recipe and how their results are so very different. And I think that comes down to, at times, this backpack. The person who hasn't gone in and really worked through the weight that they're carrying around, may not even acknowledge that it's there, ends up tripping and falling and running into hazards and feeling like they're working through quicksand and they struggle to gain momentum and to complete tasks and to build strong relationships at times because this weight it's forever. It's bearing down on everything that is. It's extra gravity. It is literally a weight holding you down. Now, everybody has a different weight that they've got in their backpack. They, some people have from here to the next town and others have managed to let so much go that their backpack is virtually empty. I think it's okay to carry a little weight. I don't think it's necessarily the goal to get rid of it all. It's definitely a goal not to add anything more to it. But if you take a look at where you struggle, if you're having a difficult time focusing on a task for 10, 15 minutes without being distracted, if you're struggling to reach your goals or surpass them, your goals should be so big that they just eclipse any problem or challenge that you have because they pull you, they're, so, they're magnetic. They're so big and attractive and juicy that they pull you towards them. And if you're feeling like you're just not getting the traction or not getting the momentum that you want or that you really truly desire and that you need to fulfill what you've set out to do, take a look at that backpack. It's not something that you take off at the end of the day either. It's not just a workplace backpack comes home, it bleeds into every area of your life. A lot of us have backpacks from childhood. We've been carrying it, carried it all the way through college into our 
into the workforce, into every relationship, still carrying it around. There's some old weights in some of those backpacks. So let's take a look. Just take a look. That could look like thinking back and, and journaling maybe about every year, one memory from every year that you had when you were five. What's one memory that you had? For me, I remember what I think is actually a scene in a movie, but I have adapted it into my brain, which was getting dropped off at kindergarten. I could see myself in Mrs. Hatcher's room, looking out the window, with like my hand on the window. I'm pretty sure it's a scene from a movie. Either way, I do remember later in that year being five and having graham crackers for snack time just before we laid down for a nap. It's like really one clear memory I have at five. So then go to six. What do you remember when you're six years old? Well, I remember mine by grades. So that was kindergarten. And when I was six, I was in grade one, first grade. I remember Mrs. Harlow was my teacher and I was out on the monkey bars and I was determined to skip a bar and make it all the way across back and forth. And I just practiced the monkey bars all recess. And I came in and I raised my hand and felt like 20 minutes before it was answered, before she called on me. And I had a blister on my hand, the entire size of my palm. And it had blown up and it was a huge bubble of a blister. And I asked to go to the nurse's office so I could get it popped and wrapped. I remember it clear as day. I'm not going to share what grade two was. I remember from grade three, teacher, he was in his mid-20s at the time. And he just, his wife had a baby. They had a baby and he brought it to class. I remember that clearly. Grade four, I remember a particular episode. Grade five, grade six, go through each year of your childhood and think of one memory that you have. Now, these may not bring up something that you're holding on to. Now, those memories may not bring back something that's related to the weight that's in your backpack, yet they may. They may very well. Because sometimes we hold on to things that we can't even remember. We have to go searching for the memory that's attached itself to the weight that we're carrying around. Whether we've pressed it, repressed it, there are plenty of things in our past that we have glazed over or worked really hard to not remember. And in order to release that weight, we have to remember. So you can journal through each and every year of your childhood into your adulthood, maybe your first year of college, maybe your first year at a certain job, maybe your first year at a certain apartment or a place where you rented. Going through this history, this inventory is a way of you telling the ether that you're looking to let go of anything that doesn't serve you. It's a great practice. I hope you'll engage in it. If you have any questions, you want more methods on how you can dive in and really strengthen your ability to let go and to let be and really raise the level of the game this year in relation to mental and emotional fitness, shoot me a text. It's 206-483-2960. It's also on the outro. You can join our wellness community there. I do not send out 
a bunch of memes or gifs or texts. It is primarily an altruistic service for you that if you have any questions or something that you're struggling with, it comes directly to me. It's not shared with anyone else. I call it a community because there are a bunch of individuals that are on the platform that if I want to send a message to, I can send it to all of you, but no one else sees your text but me. I'm happy to be of service that way if you have any, and it right here too. I'm happy to be of service. And if you got any gold, any value out of this episode, please consider subscribing or sharing it with a friend who may also find value in it. We're going to, we're going to shake things up a little bit here this year. I hope you stick along. I hope you stick around. I hope you stick around for the ride. Sometimes it's bumpy, but it's always gratifying. And until next time, take a peek in that backpack. Focus on your stable table and be well. Thank you so much for listening today. If you feel any part of this episode resonated with you, then please consider sharing it with a friend who may also find value in it. And remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And before you go, did you know we have a fantastic free text community? If you want more bite-sized health hacks and reminders delivered directly to your phone, absolutely free, then text keyword YES to 206-483-2960. Again, that's keyword YES to 206-483-2960. And we'll see you on the inside.